Hi, welcome to the Lima Reads podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everyone, uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, so I've brought in a guest today and we are going to talk about this month's book club read, which is my all-time favorite classic Jane Austen book called Persuasion. And uh, with me is Sarah, who is the book club leader. Sarah, how's it going? It's going pretty well. What are your feelings on Persuasion? I have loved Persuasion um, for many, many a year. I read it first in college. I won't tell you how long ago that was. Um, <laughs> but um, And I don't think it gets its due credit compared to other uh, Jane Austen's other novels, like Agreed. Prejudice, like mm-hmm. Sense and Sensibility. Um, and I think a lot of that is because our heroine is so different compared to Elizabeth, or, yeah, Eliza Bennet or um, Eleanor Dashwood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's maybe not as... You know, as Eliza certainly, and she, I, I don't know, she doesn't have um, necessarily Eleanor's steadfastness, and you know, if you've read Sensibility, we'll get too much into that. You know, I think she does have some similarities with mm-hmm. Eleanor. Um, I think, um, oh, Marianne, the sister, yes, Mar- uh, well, draws the vivacious nature yes. of Sense yeah. and Sensibility. And right. I, I think they would be good friends. Mm-hmm. Anne is the um, heroine in Persuasion. And she's, but she is so different, I think, mm-hmm. than a lot of um, Austin's other heroines in that she's, first of all, most notably older. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 27. I know, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> ah. You know, which is considered, you know. On the shelf. Uh, on the shelf. She's a spinster at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Society's pretty much. Uh, but I find it so interesting that her sister is older. Mm-hmm. She's nearly 30, if not 30, and, mm-hmm. and still looking for a husband. She, but her prospects are so much better than Anne's. Well, and I think um, Elizabeth is the older sister. And I think that Elizabeth, you know, um, getting a little bit of that, Elizabeth and their father, um, Sir Walter, are, uh, we're supposed to be laughing at them. Mm-hmm. because yeah, They are so ridiculous. Yes, they are incredibly ridiculous, incredibly narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't occurred to Elizabeth, you know, that she is now even maybe worse off than Anne in that respect because um, she is a noted beauty and mm-hmm. she's the first daughter and it's a well-known family and she these are all things that her her father are very proud of um, but one thing that um, Austin does with her novels is that she's really I mean she's writing romance stories and that sort of thing but she's also writing etiquette books she's telling um, young ladies how they should and should not behave um, and you see this time and time again with her characters in that the characters that act appropriately are rewarded um, with happy endings and, and characters who act inappropriately end up not so happy. And uh, so you can tell when you're reading these novels, you know, who, what is walking mm-hmm. what line and who it's okay to laugh at and that sort of thing. So when we see Elizabeth and Sir Walter and their kind of perceptions of that, we know right away that these are silly people that, you know, are a little... Not, maybe not seeing themselves clearly. Mm-hmm. But Anne sees herself very, very clearly. Um, yes. She understands that she's in a point in her life where um, her chances as they were may have passed her. And she's kind of at peace with that, which I really appreciate. Yes. Um, I, I mean, for that day and age, that mm-hmm. kind of acceptance and mm-hmm. um, moving on with the rest of your life mm-hmm. was unheard of. Like, you mm-hmm. were just meant to continue attempting mm-hmm. to find or, you know... Mm-hmm be distraught over the be fact sorry that you for yourself mm-hmm. 
And she isn't. She when she was young, she fell in love with a young man, uh, and he with her, and they were engaged very very briefly. But she was persuaded, um, as you would yes, <laughs> um, by a good family friend to break the engagement because at the time he had no prospects. He didn't come from a very well known family. He didn't have a large fortune. He wasn't going. He was going into the navy, which is a roll of the dice. Right, you know, yeah. could end bad. You know, so the family friend in. She thought Anne's best interest, Anne was young at the time, 19, um, that to break the engagement. And he brokenheartedly ran off to sea, you know, and she regretted that. Um, when the novel opens, you know, she's 27 years old and she's still, you know, she still regretted that choice, but she's at peace with it. And she's looking to find ways to still have a worthwhile life you know she mm-hmm. takes spends a lot of time with her family taking care of her family as silly as they are mm-hmm. you yeah. know and mm-hmm. her friends and to be helpful and supportive when lo and behold Wentworth is his name Frederick Wentworth Captain Frederick Wentworth comes back into her life you know and he's of course been successful at sea mm-hmm. and now he's looking to and he's really now coming into the story at a better place than Anne is socially yes. he's made a lot of money mm-hmm. and he's a war hero yeah he's a war hero looking to marry and settle down and he finds Anne and uh, he has not forgiven her for breaking his heart. I mean, I can't say that I blame him for not Mm -hmm. forgiving her, but Mm -hmm. on the other hand, I cannot um, say that I would disagree with Lady Russell, who is Mm -hmm. the family friend, Mm -hmm. for having persuaded Anne to to break the engagement because I think that was... Mm -hmm sound advice and it could have easily gone the other way absolutely you know and yeah. then where have Anne been would have, where would have Anne have been so um but that's where we and uh she her sister her younger sister Mary is married to a, a local uh gentry family wealthy farmers and uh there are two young ladies in that family who Wentworth is kind of entertaining the idea of possibly one of these girls and then of course Anne is in the background and all sorts of that's where our story Mm -hmm. goes from but uh I think what I getting back to what you're talking about I really appreciate Anne because she's not looking to get married through this whole novel Mm -hmm. like she's really accepted you know that she's still even though she still loves Wentworth that and she's not willing and she had opportunities she's not willing to marry a man she doesn't love Mm -hmm. so since marriage is not an option for her She's still looking to find ways to make her life, which in Regency period England for a woman, if you're not married, <laughs> you know, you know, really enriching and worthwhile and, you know, supportive to her friends and family and still looking to live a really purposeful, joyful life. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, accepting that, you know, she may not get her prince in the end, you know, and I think that's really exceptional. And um, even Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice, you know, she's spunky and she's, you know, spirited and she's all these things. But she's also, you know, marriage is something that's still very much on her mind through the entire, you know. I think she, I think that Eliza Bennett thinks that she doesn't want marriage as much as she actually does. <laughs> she, she professes to, to not want to get married, but... We all know the truth, mm-hmm. Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I always find it funny with Pride and Prejudice that she, um, her mind is, of course, changed when she finds, when she gets Darcy's letter mm-hmm. explaining everything. But it also is greatly helped when she sees Pemberley. I'm not supposed to notice that. Perhaps I'm supposed to reconsider. I'll reconsider. Um, (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, for, you know, and I, I'm not, you know, dissing on, you know, Lizzie is everything she's supposed to be. She's young, you know, and she's, you know, but Anne is at a very different place. Mm-hmm. And I think um, a much more realistic place for a lot of Austin's readers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason that it really stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility will always be Jane Austen's most well-known works, but Persuasion is just so classic. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's realistic, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we we love Lizzie and we love Eleanor, but we can't really see ourselves living that story. Yes. We mm-hmm. could see ourselves living Anne's story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. some of us may identify that I have lived Anne's story or whatnot. So it, I think that makes you appreciate it that much more. And then, of course, um, I won't get too much into it, but you know, there is the the letter. Yeah. Oh, the letter, <laughs> which I was reading not to be, you know, to show you how crazy I'm about this stuff, but I actually follow a, um, a board, if you will, of people talking about Austin's works. And someone had recently posted a question saying, you know, what is the most romantic thing at, you know, out of all of Austin's novels? And oh, all the top answers were the letter, the letter, the letter, the letter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, I, you know, it, it is absolutely, you know, beautiful and perfectly timed and mm-hmm. you know just and the language that, mm-hmm. that they used was just so striking yes you know and people don't talk that way anymore and I so mm-hmm. I think that as we read it now and we're like wow mm-hmm. if somebody ever wrote me a letter like this or spoke mm-hmm. to me this way mm-hmm. well, I would just be floored yeah and then probably not as out of character but mm-hmm. still very persuasive mm-hmm. and um definitely swoon worthy mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it is it's just it's a beautiful story and it has you know the comedic elements and mm-hmm. of course there's a a stranger that you know is he <laughs> you know is he what he think he is or is he up to nefarious deeds kind of thing mm-hmm. and you know so there's that going on and um you know there's there's friendship and uh people jumping off of ledges and yeah, you know. <laughs> concussions you know all sorts of interesting things and the bath and the sea and you know it's bath to town not not going bathing no no (laughs) bath england um you know and it's her descriptions you know i was reading some articles about today to prepare and uh you know a lot of people talk about that persuasion besides having many other things going for it is perhaps her most um location rich mm-hmm. and descriptive yes, the way I she describes agree. her locations is absolutely beautiful um and uh you know it, it just it's definitely if if you are into austin at all and you haven't read persuasion you absolutely should to compare it to the two top mm-hmm. gold stars and if you haven't read austin at all it's an it's a beautiful one to start with yes um, i agree it's not quite so i mean Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility have their own little quirks that mm-hmm. can make them a little difficult to get into. But I feel like mm-hmm. Persuasion, it really just, you get dragged into the story, mm-hmm. page one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, um, I like the love interest, Wentworth, mm-hmm. more than I do Darcy. He's much more likable. He is, he is. He's much more likable. He's much more you get more of a sense of who he is. And mm-hmm. he explains himself, like his feelings a lot more. Darcy mm-hmm. explains his actions a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and that's understandable. But um, Wentworth explains his feelings and how, what she, you know, what they went through when they were younger and, you know, how he's feeling things now. He just gives himself, presents himself a better case. He's mm-hmm. a more rounded person. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I appreciate that about the novel as well, which is something you don't always get with Austin's love interests. Yeah. They're kind of, I often think that they are parts of the story rather than characters of the story for mm. some things. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you how to argue that one. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I want to a little bit, but I I can't say that I mm-hmm. disagree with your analysis that that Darcy and some of the other male characters are a little light on um, personal development throughout mm-hmm. Austin's stories. But but I agree, Wentworth is probably my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. He's just, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I, I would want to be, I would want to mm-hmm. be buds with him. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think, I, I do think that he's, he's right to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right to still carry that with him, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. not. He's not malicious mm-hmm. towards Anne no. for having hurt no. him. He's just kind of like, so this happened, and we're still in the same social circle. So mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he's for a long time. Uh, he didn't choose to be in her social circle. Mm-hmm. They, you know, things brought them together, and I think he comes back still very much in love with her but trying but hurt Mm -hmm. and um and then once he opens up to the idea that you know i guess sees her role more and what happened that originally drove them apart Mm -hmm. and understand then he um begins to explore the idea that maybe it's not too late Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing but he does come back hurting and um i think it's normal he comes back prepared because he knows he's going to run into Anne again, you know, mm-hmm. and he comes back prepared like, you know, I'm just, he even has a conversation, I think, with his sister where he's saying, you know, I'm basically just the, the first nice girl that says something nice about the Navy, I'm just going to marry her, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, and I just, you know, because he just, I think he wants to move on because he hasn't been able to, right? you know, and knowing that he's going to be around Anne, he's kind of stealing himself mm-hmm. and he gets to a point where he just can't because mm-hmm. he still very much loves her. The only thing that I will say that annoys me about Wentworth is that he was so oblivious to everyone believing that he was going to marry one of the daughters of the local gentry family that Mm -hmm. was staying here. The Musgroves. The Musgroves. Everyone was convinced Mm -hmm. that that a proposal was on the horizon. And Mm -hmm. he's just like, what? No, Mm -hmm. that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Wait, you guys think that's a thing? Oh, Crap! What am I going to do about that? Yeah, that—that that is the only where I'm like, dude. Yeah. Well, they all had. Known. <laughs> they the funny thing, and they all had betting like practical betting pools. Like, yeah. was it going to be Louisa or was it going to be Henrietta? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this one said this one, this one said, and even Anne was like, I think it's going to be Louisa. So even Anne was in yes. on it. Yes. You know, Absolutely. you know, and but I guess I think it's again. I think he was oblivious to it because he was so deeply invested in burying his head in the sand because Anne was so close. Mm-hmm. That he was so busy trying to not pay attention to her that he didn't realize that he was paying so much attention to the girls. Yeah, that's probably an accurate yeah. description. Yeah. But it's still, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, I want to smack him upside the head. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah. And then there's, oh, I just want to mention a really quick because she's worth mentioning too for readers to keep an eye on is Mrs. Clegg. Yes. <laughs> Such an intriguing person. It, it starts off like, why do we know this person? And then it ends with like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, didn't see that coming. <laughs> it, yeah, it's an interesting turn of events. But what I wanted to ask was, so we love the book, obviously. 
But which movie adaptation is a gospel? Oh, I don't know the name of the actors, but there was one that came out. I think the BBC did it in the 2000s, maybe, or 90s. Um, uh, If you've seen the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who played the priest in that Mm -hmm. played Wentworth. So this was that long ago. Yeah, I think that one was in the 90s. Yeah. So he's he's real tall and Anne is real short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay, so I have to say, I like that one for the letter sequence. Mm-hmm. That is my preferred letter sequence <laughs> movie adaptation. But the one done by the BBC again in 2007. Um, is that had, one Wentworth is blonde? Yes, he's blonde. Okay. In that one. Overall, I have to say that I preferred that one. Now I have not seen that one, but I haven't currently che- I haven't currently checked out, and I oh, tend to watch it this weekend. You need to watch it. I've seen. Um, I don't know why. I think it's it's partially the filming. It, it's mm-hmm. more modern and um, more cinematic, but I think also that the, the um, characters have a little more zinga mm-hmm. to them. Uh, there's a little more chemistry there. Um, I love Anne. Mm-hmm. Just her portrayal is perfect, and. Um, just love it and the music as always mm-hmm. andrew davies music adaptations for mm-hmm. bbc dramas is on point kind of love it so yeah. yes but the letter sequence in that one i was disappointed with mm-hmm. but not every movie can be perfect i am looking forward to seeing it um, I'm gonna sit down and watch it this weekend, and it's just, it's funny because people who appreciate these classic novels, oh, you know, there's been a, you know half a dozen movies made out of them, and mm-hmm. it was like, which one is your movie? Yes. Which which one is your Rochester? Which one is your Heathcliff? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, so it's, it, it's it's I'm excited to see it, um, and uh, yeah. So everyone should read Persuasion mm-hmm. and see both movie versions <laughs> so that you can compare and contrast with us. And when is the um, the discussion group for this book. I believe it is the 20th at uh, 6.30 uh, here at the library. You can ask at the, um, it is in um, an upstairs kind of location. So um, if you're confused as to where that is, please ask at the Ask Here desk and they will gladly make sure you find us. And we are a lovely group and we have a good chat. And I'm sure this one will be very um, passionate. Many people will have many things to say. All right, Sarah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Lima Reads. Keep the conversation going by commenting on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Lima Public Library. 